Get All right. in there. <laughs> Go. So it already just started. All right. All right, cool. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in today. This is episode two of Just Another Podcast. Unfortunately, right now, we don't have a name for this episode, but we are going to come up with a name throughout the show. Um, so I do have a special guest in the building. Well, we're in the library right now, but it all works out. But I still oh, have good. a special guest on the mic today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Tiffany Campbell. Uh, what's my name on Instagram? Simply dot creative on Instagram. You asking me like I'm your <laughs> uh, secretary. <laughs> wow. Simply creative on Twitter. Yeah. Creative C R E A T I F F. That's me. The most famous person in Columbus, Ohio. Oh my Ohio. gosh, you keep saying that. Yes. That is not me. That's you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I do have her here today. She is going to discuss some things. Yeah. Um few things that we're gonna touch base on. Um me and Tiffany was talking about this in the text messages. Um one thing for sure is acceptance. We're we're gonna to touch base on today. Uh, she wants to go ahead and speak her part about that word. Um, another thing I want to discuss with her today are her work ethics, uh, such as her books. Um, also, as well, in regards of the acting role that she's taking heed into. So I definitely mm -hmm. want to touch base with her on that. Um, you already gave out all your social media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me, Tiffany Campbell. Just look me up. You'll find me. Yeah, Google her too. You can also <laughs> find her that way. She's famous, guys. Like she's really, really famous. Oh, website www.bytiffanycampbell.com. Look, <laughs> let me tell you guys how famous she is. Oh right? my god! So I was trying to get a hold of her secretary when I first reached out to her, <laughs> and she's like, "Stop playing. You know it's me." All right, cool. So let's go ahead and continue <laughs> the conversation then. So was it yesterday? I think it was, yeah, yesterday. It was yesterday. She asked me. She hit me up. She's like. What's your email address? <laughs> All right. Uh, I am from Jupiter2 at gmail.com. So I'm I'm checking my email real quick. And then she hits me back. She's like, all right, so I just sent you a little calendar event request. <laughs> I'm like, there she is. That's the secretary I was looking for. How are you today? Like, that's oh how famous she gosh. is. Because I do calendar invites? Yes. <laughs> Yes, most I gotta definitely. I know what's on my schedule for the day. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like if we both on the same page, you'll show up when you're supposed to. I'll show up when I'm supposed to. We got the address, you know, just clarity. And it did work out because we, we were both here on time. On time, a little early, too. Mm -hmm. See? That's, that's um, what is that? I'm going to say WPT time because, again, <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the library. <laughs> um, all right, so... The first thing that I want to discuss that I have here in my notebooks. Okay. Um, what does Tiffany Campbell represent? Ooh, that's a good question. Hey, you starting off. Okay. Uh, Tiffany Campbell, she represents God. Mm. Um, first Praise and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost, she represents God. Um, everything that I do is for God. Like, that's it. You know, he's the reason I'm alive. He's the reason why we all here. Mm -hmm. um, and so first and foremost, I just always want to represent him and represent him well in how I carry myself and how I handle myself and my gifts and my talents. I just want when you see me, you see a piece of him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it, you know. Um, so that's 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 what I represent, you know, and I represent just integrity and um, someone that is, you know, just consistent 
You know what I'm saying? Like what you see is is what you get, you know? Um, So if I'm portraying myself a certain way online, typically I'm that person Mm -hmm. in person. And I don't know if you can attest to that or not. Oh, no, I can't. We met online first and then in real life. So, you know, there's no switch up. Like you're going to get these jokes online. You're going to get them in person. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, like I'm just 100% myself. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, you didn't think I was going to come with some questions. No, like I that. did. I didn't know what you had that little notebook over there. Look, see, I'm ready. Because everybody knows I'm ignorant. <laughs> yeah, so that's everybody. what I was expecting. Wow. I guess they lucky we in the public part of the library right now. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. By. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Because if we would have had one of those rooms, um, uh-huh. I don't know. These questions could have been a little different. Sorry, right, it's all right. You know who you're talking to, so I appreciate that. That is true. That is true. I so I knew that. exactly what type of questions to come with you. Yeah, today. that's yep. good. I'm ready. All right. So um, that represents Tiffany Campbell. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I I like it. I definitely like it. Especially her. You representing God. You know that that's that's a fact. Like mm-hmm. that's that's you. And you portray that on the internet, and that's actually you in real life. So. Right. You gotta, you gotta respect it, right? Um, so let's talk about your books now. Okay. Just, just like I had messaged you, um, you know, people out here, they do know about you because, of course, people have purchased your books and read your books. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want you to talk more about your books first um, before we get into the whole acting role. Yeah. So that you know, people can actually understand where you came from right? and how you begun. Because me, when I met you, I viewed it as, you know, you're starting with writing first. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I met you first. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want you to um, talk more about that. Okay. My first question here, what got you into writing? Hmm. Um, I've really been writing since I was eight. And what really got me into writing is that I've always been a creative kid I've always been a creative person I would be by myself and I would think of like a whole movie I would see a movie Mm. like in my head and I would be outside and I would play all the characters and I would do all this stuff so I was like well I'm eight so I can't necessarily make a movie right now so I'll write it down And I figured that would be the easiest way to kind of get my stories out of my head Mm -hmm. onto paper. Um, And what really inspired me to actually start writing it down was there was this, um, you remember Family Matters with Steve Urkel? Oh, yeah, for sure. So there was this episode where Steve had written this story for class. It was like some mystery or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like everybody, all the characters were like playing out this um, this story that he wrote pretty much for class mm-hmm. and you just kind of saw the little mystery happen and I was like well if Steve Urkel can do it <laughs> then I can do it yep. that's like that was literally my take on it so the first story I ever wrote was kind of like a rendition of that Steve Urkel story so I was really plagiarizing a little bit it was three pages but you, long but you, I mean you're I know, eight I was eight right. I was proud okay. of it though <laughs> I was super proud of it and that's really what like inspired me to keep going because I like pass it around to my teachers and like all my um, friends in class and like the neighborhood kids and everybody was reading it like oh this is so good mm-hmm. so that was all I needed just that little affirmation and I just started going and I've been writing ever since okay okay let uh, let the listeners know about the first book that you've Okay. Published that I out. published. Right. And okay. 
and explain what what took you into the space to create that book. Hmm. Okay. So I started Scared of Beautiful in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, what really took me to that place to even, cause I hadn't written, um, started working on a book or a story in like three years at that time. Okay. So like the last time I really worked on anything was like 2009 and, um, in 2012, it was just like a really dark time in my life. Like I was looking for an escape. You know, Mm. and I ended up like stumbling across these girls that were posting different stories online and it really inspired me to just start writing again. I mean, man, I haven't written in so long. And so what I use writing for was an escape from just my reality. Like my reality just sucked at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just moved to Chicago. Yeah, I remember that. That's how I met you. Yeah. And I was by myself out there, you know, like I only had like a couple friends and I had time. Mm-hmm. I just had time. Like, I wasn't distracted with everything I was distracted with here in Columbus. And um, I wanted to write a story that wasn't like my current life. Okay. And um, I remember I was listening to uh, Brandy's album. Brandy had just released her album that year. And there was a track on there called Scared of Beautiful. And I just remember when I was listening to the track, I saw a story in my head. Like, to the song. And, yeah. That's, uh, that's Brandy did it and uh, Frank Ocean did I'm a look, rendition of the song. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing song. But I was so inspired by the song that I started writing um, a book based off of what I heard and what I felt when I listened to that song. Okay. And that's really where the title came from. And that's where the feel of the whole novel came from, that song. And, yeah. Okay. Okay, I might have to check this song out. Yeah, tonight. you'll like it. All right, but you'll probably like Frank Ocean's song version better. He got one too. It's the same. It's the same song, Frank Ocean, and then Brandy. But Brandy actually put on her album. Okay, so I'm gonna listen to Brandy's first. Yeah. Then I'm gonna listen to uh, Frank Ocean. Yeah. Okay, so that's but it's, work it's out. still a dope song. You're gonna like it. Okay. Okay. All right. So about the second book, mm-hmm. same questions. Um. Yeah, same questions for uh, your second book and let the people know what that book is. Okay, Don't Disconnect. That Mm -hmm. actually has a song attached to that one, too. I was really big on just songs. It had a different vibe. I think I was watching Love and Hip Hop. (laughs) And (laughs) Stevie J and Jocelyn were going through it. Or maybe it was Mimi. I don't know. He was dating both of them for a time. But there yeah, was one that, of the one of the couples <laughs> situations with Stevie J. They were breaking up or something, and they were playing this song in the background. I'm like, what is that song? Hmm. Like that is such a pretty song. So I looked it up, and it was called "Don't Disconnect." And um, and at the time, I just liked the song. Like it really wasn't nothing about it. But a few weeks after I heard the song, I was in church. And my pastor had called me up and he had just like randomly just started praying over me when it came to my creativity and my gifts and mm-hmm. all these things that I was going to do in the future when it came to writing and all that stuff. Okay. And it was like, as soon as the prayer finished, the book hit me in my spirit. Like I knew, I knew the characters, I knew what it was going to be about. I knew how I was going to start. I knew the middle, I knew the end and um, because, you know, I had Don't Disconnect on repeat. I'm like, oh, I'm going to call it Don't Disconnect. Mm. And it just went along with everything God had given me for that book. And so that was like my first book that I actually wrote, I would say, with purpose. Okay. You know, everything else, because I've written 
like between the span of 2012 and when I finished Don't Disconnect, like 2016, mm-hmm. I had written probably up to like 10 different stories. I only published two of them um, because, you know, like when you're writing a lot, sometimes you end up telling the same story different ways. And that's what I felt like right. I was doing. Yeah. So like a lot of stories before this don't disconnect how like a scared of beautiful feel to them okay. and i was just like oh like i'm not i keep writing about this same dude and nah, the same girl I get you. like i, I just get you. name them different you know and i have a different plot but with don't disconnect it's like i had a very intentional purpose with writing it i knew why i was writing it i knew the audience i was writing it for and i knew exactly what i wanted them to get from that book um, and I really went deeper, like I dug deeper to really write it. And, um, you know, I really feel like it's some of my best work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, since then, I haven't really been able to write anything else, like write something and finish it since. Ooh. So that's been a struggle. Ooh. Well, I might as well go ahead and jump <laughs> over this question okay. and come back to it. Okay. Um, and actually go right into it. So will there actually be another book? published by tiffany campbell Mm. Mm. that is something i really want to do like you saw me i was going in on twitter like a few nights ago just about how i miss writing books this and this is what made me add yeah like i miss writing books like just that escape and that release but like for so long between 2014 and 2016 i was writing from such a different place like Mm -hmm. or no i finished don't disconnect in 2015 actually but um I was just writing from such a dark place, like writing was like my release of pain, you know, that I was going through and things that I was experiencing at the time. And that was like my escape from reality. So once I got into a healthy place and a free place, like, yo, I'm no longer suffering. Mm -hmm. How do I write from a place where I'm not suffering anymore? Like, how is this not a place of escape? Like, how can I just write as a free woman versus one that was just going through so much turmoil and wanted to have something to look forward to like oh this is the love I want and and I got to a place where I really understood like what love is Mm -hmm. and what it isn't and I realized I hadn't ever really experienced like that healthy pure true love and like I was tired of writing from that broken mindset of what I think it will be when I really fall in love with somebody mm-hmm. and I just wanted to write from the reality so I'm like oh well I don't know how to write a love a love or about a love that I have yet to experience because I really want this to be real and relatable and I want to get out of the fairy tale mode right so you know writing from that place it's just been difficult and um you know, like I start, I've started, I started a ton of books. Like I've been working on this one book since 2018, and my friends are so excited about it. They love it. It's different than anything I've ever written before. But I just, I wrote myself to a place where I couldn't, I didn't know how to get to where I want to go next. Like mm-hmm. I wrote myself into a corner a little bit. Like okay, I know the middle of this book, and I know the end, mm-hmm. but I have no idea how to transition from this beginning to the middle. You know, yeah. so. I keep revisiting it and going back to it. I'm going to definitely finish it one day, but it's been the longest that I've ever spent on a book. Like, Scared of Beautiful and Don't Disconnect, both of those by themselves took six months to write Damn, each of them. It? Yeah. Like, it only <laughs> it only took six months. Like, I was writing at work. I was writing, you know, at home. Any free chance I got, like, I was just making it up. Like, hmm. I was in my flow and I just have not been in that flow in four years, really, mm. at this point. It's 
Ooh, it hurts. Ooh. It well, hurts. Hopefully, hopefully you can get back into the flow and, yeah. you know, get another book drop for real, for real. Yeah, I would love to. People keep asking. That's like the number one question. When's the next book? I'm like, y'all be stressing me out. Because hey. I used to write, you know, just for fun. Like, that's all I cared about. I just mm-hmm. wanted to get it out. And it was like once I turned into entrepreneurative, it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, see, you you forgot once you uh, became famous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back you forgot. That. You forgot about the little people. <laughs> the little people still want another book, Tiff. I know. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I really am. There's there's some ideas that've been playing in my head. So I'm just waiting. Really, I just wait for the beginning. Like once I know how the first page goes, mm-hmm. I can typically just keep going and know my destination. I'm good. But I don't know. We'll see. Everybody wanted me to write a book about my life. Because they I read think, my blogs. Yeah, I think you should. And autobi- uh, what is it? Autobiography? Yeah, something like that. On those terms or like some I've experienced that I've learned from. But, you know, I, I'm tired of talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. I'm like, they want me to write something about relationships. I'm like, I'm tired of talking about that. Mm. I don't want to talk about my past anymore. Like, I am over it i've shared everything i really want to talk about on that topic mm-hmm. in my blogs go read those mm-hmm. but i don't know we'll see we'll see what god does because it's not really up to me if he say do it then i'm going for it but nah real talk though um that scared of beautiful when i read that book i felt like i understood love a little bit more after reading that book so i yeah. definitely do appreciate that appreciate you for dropping that book yeah 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 um before we transition, mm-hmm. you want to let the people know where they can find both your books, Scared of Beautiful and Don't Disconnect. Okay. Um, both of them are available on Amazon. So if you Google Tiffany Campbell author, or not Google. Famous. Uh, <laughs> famous. Famous. If you type in on Amazon, Tiffany Campbell author, both of my books should pop up. Um, Scared of Beautiful, Don't Disconnect. Um, you can order them that way. I have copies of Don't Disconnect on me so if you want to just reach out to me directly to get a signed copy from me i got you um it's going to be a lot cheaper than getting it from amazon mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah you could do that i don't have copies of scared of beautiful anymore damn it's it was a lot with that publisher like y'all read the fine print of anything that you do know the integrity of the person that you're in contract with just i learned really? so much that went left and yeah so i still got my copy yeah he still has like all the stuff to that i can get it back but it's not gonna be the easiest thing in the world so uh yeah um i don't think it's worth it to sue like i don't think i really sold enough (laughs) like i i will definitely try to get the rights back to it you know at if least get if that and when I, I get to a place where people actually want to go and buy my stuff, like a lot of people, because he'll get all the profit from that. Like anything mm. you purchase online, like I don't I don't see any of that money for Scared of Beautiful at all. Really? Nothing. Nothing. So anybody that's bought on Amazon, I, I respect it. I appreciate it. Wow. Um, but I have never seen a dime from anything that is sold online we're gonna have to hire you a hitman Um, (laughs) no no hitman i already have people writing writing me from jail that's how you that well that really just happened like the other day oh hell no people writing like men in prison love my work 
okay like i have so many prison fans i appreciate it <laughs> they hold me down okay they pass it around so they love scared of beautiful like I, they love don't 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 disconnect too because how the guy would have had to contact me is because my email is in that book mm-hmm. and he had sent me a request to send me an email mm-hmm. i'm like what is this about like this ain't no love after lockup stuff i'm mm-hmm. not Holding it down. Uh, he gets out in 2025. I'm not doing that. She said, I'm not your writer. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't write me trying to fall in love. I'm not putting no money on your books. Wow. But I think it's really just because he read it and appreciated it. So we'll see. that. That's pending. I have to wait till I get a message. Wow. You you got niggas in jail reading your books. <laughs> you got you got people at the Writing Heaven's Gate reading your books. Like, <laughs> what else you got? I'm telling you, range. you are famous. It's a range. No. That was from California too, so my book got all the way out there. All that the way was ca- yeah, famous. Some guy robbed a bank in, in Orange County. I looked up all his stuff. I'm like, you trying to write me from prison? What are you in there for? Uh, I gotta know. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. So mm. yeah, that's pending. I will probably write a <laughs> blog about <laughs> how that turned out. I th- I I'll think share you should it. Do that too. I'll share it. We'll see. So you had mentioned that you didn't want to talk no more about your past. You didn't want to talk no more about your past I will past for this. I will well, for well, this. No, I was, I was just going to actually transition into the future okay. with, based off that. Okay. Um, what are your goals in life? Um, that's such a big question. My goals in life. Man, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm so hitting broad. her with some dope questions right now, man. <laughs> Uh, my goals. Um, well, now that I'm getting more into film, mm-hmm. film, you know, as I mentioned before, it's been a passion of mine since I was a kid. Like I saw film for me first than I ever saw being an author, you know, mm-hmm. like gratefully they all tie in together, you mm-hmm. know, and they all correlate in some way as far as entertainment. But film has just been my heart. Like I was a movie kid, was so into movies, so into TV, um, I was a character, so like I wanted to act. I would go around everybody at my little babysitter's house. I would go around impersonating everybody, like, and would literally nail it. Like, bruh, I would just study people and study how they acted, study how they portrayed themselves, and put them all in these scenarios that I would that I could see them in. So I would make up stories, lives, movies, just things. It was just always very visual for me. Mm-hmm. So now that I've have found the courage to kind of step into that lane, you know, that's that's next, you know, um, making films, Uh, my short film, my first short film that I wrote all by myself um, and starred in that should be out in the spring sometime. Um, So you'll finally get to like see how I put my thoughts on screen and how that looks. Um, now, was that um, the YouTube clip that you had dropped in the chat that one day, or is this something different? The YouTube clip? Uh, when, where you was all dressed up. Oh, when I was in the suit? Yeah, you made gifts no. out of it. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make thing? those gifts, first Whatever. of all. <laughs> um, no, that was, uh, I was hired to do like an online promo commercial. Okay. So that's what that was. Um, but no, no one's, no one has seen except me and the cinematographer has seen the scenes from that film. Like even the director wasn't there with us when we were picking out what we were keeping, what we were taking away. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be out soon. It's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's about, that's why I'm like, I'm done talking about relationships. That one is about a toxic relationship 
um, between a man and a woman and you kind of get to see the woman's psyche as to why she would subject herself to that. But it's not just the woman being, it's not just like from a woman's perspective and the dude just being trash. Like it's the man and the woman both being toxic Mm. as individuals and kind of coming together and bringing that into this space. But um, sometimes when you're in it, you don't see it that way. Like, the audience will be able to connect that. Like, girl, it's not just him. It's you, too. Mm -hmm. But um, from her perspective, it's like, no, it's all this situation. It's all this relationship. So um, you kind of get to see that from the outside looking in. And, like, my goal for that or my purpose for that film is for you, anybody watching, male or female, to see that and see themselves and see in what ways could they be toxic or what ways could they be contributing to a toxic relationship or Mm -hmm. should they even be in one, you know, like do you, will you have the courage to leave your situation or, you know, are you just so succumbed in this situation that you think this is the best that it's going to get? This is love. This is what this looks like. Um, So yeah, I really want people to think when they watch it and all that good stuff. Are you, are you able to drop the name of this film? It's called toxic. Oh, that's the first time I've ever said that publicly. So you heard it here first. It's called Toxic. Um, The cover is crazy. I'm I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the cover. But I'm I'm dropping the cover. Uh, Once the trailer is done, I'm going to drop the cover just to get you prepared for the trailer. Okay. I'm I'm going to cover first trailer. Trailer. And then release date for when the world will be able to see it. Because I'm going to have a private screening for the cast and the crew. Everybody that was a part of it first mm-hmm. to make sure it's concrete, it's tight. Make sure we don't have to go back and fix anything. Right. Just see what they feel about it before the first time they see it is in this screening room with mm-hmm. everybody. Like, you know, I don't want I don't want anybody to be blindsided by what they see. So, okay. Yep. It's going to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, I'm, about that. I'm definitely going to check that out, too. Yeah. All right. So the next question that I have, um, seeing how we're actually speaking on uh, the film, mm-hmm. um, what part of film would you prefer, uh, the acting, the directing, or the production for Jeez. the for the future? Jesus. Was that another banger? It's hard. It is a banger. Boom. <laughs> you killing. You're not getting out the park today. <laughs> Wasn't ready. Um. Okay. So my cinematographer asked me that for this film because mm. for this film I was acting in it, I wrote it, and I was gonna direct it. Okay. And he was like, "All right, uh, which one are you going to do? Are you do you care more about acting in this piece, or do you care more about directing? Mm-hmm. Like you have to pick." And I'm like, "What you mean? Like Tyler Perry don't pick, but we like that is true. You know, but at the same time, like that." having it all be on one shoulder is like a lot of things get missed mm-hmm. you know i never want to be a team all of myself you know like when it comes to writing i'm always open to people giving me feedback critiquing mm-hmm. telling me like yo this is corny or yo why is this here this doesn't make sense like i'm open i'm never that attached to a project that i won't change or bend but um but sorry i'm, I'm derailing <laughs> back to the original point <laughs> as far as picking one um that's hard for me to say right now because I'm very passionate about acting. Acting is new. Writing comes naturally easy. Yes, um, but, you know, I'm also discovering that I'm gifted in acting as well. 
So I, it would just have to depend on the project. Like, if I don't see myself in it, it's mm. a lot easier to go to the director's hat. Like, yeah, I just want to show y'all what to do. Versus if I see myself in it and I want to make sure it's done right, mm-hmm. that's hard. But I'm also willing to release that control. Like, I don't, like, I let my best friend direct Toxic. You know, because she's just like, she's someone, she's visual, she can put things together, she's in interior directing, and all that type of stuff. And I remember I had her come down to um, Charlotte, North Carolina to work on a movie project with me. And she, like, got in that room, and she just, like, took direction. Because you got too many creative people in a room, it's hard for us to, like, Mm -hmm. get all those thoughts organized. And she was able to organize, like you know the movie and everything like that was that's a totally separate project but she was able to do that and i just remember when i was trying to figure out who i wanted to direct it like she just came right to my head and i'm like yo would you be open you've never done this before but would you be open to doing it and she nailed it she knocked it out the park mm. so yeah i'm I'm always for having a team and expanding um but I, it just it would depend there's not one that i prefer over the other i love them both I love I love it all. Mm-hmm. I love doing all of it, producing, directing, writing, act. I just love the whole creation process. Um, but I also love working with the team more. It's just so much easier when it's just not all on you. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, with the whole um, film field side of things, mm-hmm. do you plan on relocating? <laughs> And if you do, where do you plan on relocating to? So I've had actors and stuff in different locations like, yo, you can act from anywhere. You can, you know, create anywhere. And I I really believe that. I think that's possible. But I want to grow and I want to get around people that are way better at this than me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I don't I don't want to be all in one. Like I need to learn like and um i would definitely relocate that is the plan actually um but i would probably pick if i had to choose where i think i am probably going to end up is probably atlanta for sure okay atlanta is like it's becoming the next hollywood but it's black and it's affordable to live is it (laughs) yeah it's like it's comparable to here Living wise, yeah, I don't think I think about stuff like that because it's Atlanta, and then every time I hear Atlanta, the first thing I'm thinking about is AIDS in the air. <laughs> like that's that's literally the first thing that comes to mind. I consider that, and then the, too. the rainbow sidewalk. No offense, but those are literally the two things that that pop you up. think about. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you've been to Atlanta? I've never been. You've to never Atlanta. been? No, you because gotta, of the AIDS in the air. You like, have to go visit at least once. That's it's like, like an eight hour drive. Mm-hmm. Eight hour drive. I know the deal on tickets now. Anyways, Atlanta, <laughs> it used to be Cali. Like, when I went out to Cali, oh, my God. Cali just, it felt like home. Mm. Like, it was just the air. It's like it's always sunny and the weather and the people. Like, everyone out there is, like, aspiring to do something. Mm. And being in that environment was, it was amazing. Um, but it would probably be Atlanta first. Just cause, like, I don't, I don't want to go to Cali and be sleeping in my car, and right. I just don't want the struggle story. You know, like, if I don't have to struggle, I'm not putting myself through it. Okay, I'm just not. Um, but Atlanta would seem better just for me, cause I, I know people in Atlanta. I have connections in Atlanta. Um, I would have the support I needed, and then you know, 
just the different acting classes and things that they have there. Like, there's people already doing what I'm doing there and are successful in it. So I'd want to go and learn from those people. See, I didn't even expect that. I, I thought you was going to say L.A., for real, for real. Yeah. I think L.A. is always, like, the first, everybody's first choice, but mm-hmm. it's not affordable. You know, like, I want to go Touché. wherever I'm going. I want to go and create films. But a lot of films are, ha- like, we got Tyler Perry Studios in right. Atlanta now. Biggest studio in the country. You know, so it's, there's a lot being, there's a lot happening in Atlanta um, that I feel like it gets discredited for. But it's, I can actually afford to live there, too. Like, it would be similar to living here. So that would be my first choice, and I think that is going to be the next move here soon so we'll see we'll just see how this year goes okay now see um speaking of tyler perry this isn't even a part of what i wrote down in the notebook but Mm -hmm. have you heard of um what was it? It, it it was some news about tyler perry he got a writer's room but he doesn't want anybody writing for any of his films yeah he writes everything all by himself how do you feel about that like in your opinion what do you think on that um in my opinion I don't think it's wise, personally. Um, I don't think all your ideas should be all in one. I feel like there's so many, so many things that you can learn from other people. And like, as a writer, I have gaps, mm-hmm. you know, like in my scripts, like even when we were filming Toxic, you know, we had, we had a sit down. I had to sit down with the cinematographer, with the director, even with the actors. And, you know, we went through the script and we went through things that felt necessary and things that didn't feel necessary. And I remember the cinematographer was so shocked. He was like, you're the easiest writer that I've ever been able to work with mm. because you're not so connected to your script that you're not willing to let go of stuff that doesn't work or doesn't fit. And I feel like other people bring out the best in you, you know. So, like, Tyler Perry, for example, writing a show for black women and there's no black women on his team. Mm -hmm. It's like, can you really tell the black woman's plight through this show fully and you're a man? Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, like, you need women to kind of say, yeah, that, that makes sense. That sounds like a woman said that. Even with, um... I have another script that I'm working on. We're about to get filming that soon. But I remember I was going through with the cinematographer again. We went through the script and he was like, yeah, that doesn't sound like a man would say that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's good because I'm a woman, you know. <laughs> so tell me what a man would say in this right. situation so it can sound manly. I can only say oh so much. Even with Scared right. and Beautiful, I wrote that from a male and female perspective. Very true. And when men would compliment my ability to be able to write from a man's perspective, that was the highest compliment i could ever receive as a that writer was, that was good shit because like you were hitting points too on the male's perspective so that's, yeah that's why it's like you gotta you gotta give respect to you for writing that book yeah like so you know i just don't think it being all on one person you know i i respect his work ethic i respect his hustle i respect what he's done in the black community what he's done for film what he's done you know at one point in time for christian film like i respect what he's done you know i just think he would accelerate even more. He would benefit even more if he had a team that he allowed to touch some stuff. I think the quality of his work would increase tremendously, you know, because stuff wouldn't get missed. It wouldn't get missed over. And um, the writing would just go to another level. Like he's good at creating a story and being able to build off of that, but it can have so much more depth, so much. It could just be better 
you know, mm-hmm. just overall. Like, he's doing a great job just all in one, but he would just do so much better if, if he had, he had a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really should get a writer's room. And, and see, like I said, that, that was But it's probably saving him money, him. so, yeah. you know, I get it. I just, I don't think it's wise. No, not at all. I feel like he he needs to create that team for real, for real. Mm-hmm. He needs to go ahead and start reaching out to people that even hits him up about um, being a part of that team. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I don't know what that the reasoning behind it is, but to each his own. Mm-hmm. It's working, so I can't I can't hate him, on it. Yeah, because I mean, what he's he may not be a millionaire, but he's definitely he's nah. Definitely he's not, a millionaire. Is he? Yeah. Well, he's rich as fuck then. <laughs> <laughs> He's rich as fuck. Oh my god! So that that was um, everything in regards of the book and the acting, mm-hmm. and you know the film roles. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that you know that you wanted to touch base on that I have here next is speaking on acceptance. Um, okay. So what is it about acceptance that you wanted to bring onto the show today? Mm. I think just how much it plays a part in our culture as a whole like how how much stuff we do for the approval of other people you know what i'm saying i think social media has definitely like rammed that driven that force um i I just remember the days like when social media was new and you know we all was getting facebook and you had to have like a special email to even get on facebook and get invited like everything was like a private community but i just remember when that was happening and like we were just getting hip to digital cameras like we were switching from kodak going to digital Mm -hmm. and how important it was for us to take pictures and capture every moment and go home and upload everything you took it didn't matter if the picture was bomb it didn't matter if you looked dumb. It didn't matter if your friend looked dumb. Like we weren't, <laughs> we weren't thinking about filters. We weren't thinking about none of that stuff. No, everything was. It was just like this is me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is us. I was enjoying my friends. I was enjoying my family. And though I may be embarrassing myself, like I don't care. You know, like it didn't really become a thing until you know Instagram really blew up and took off, and we got influencers and all that stuff. But. I really wanted to touch on that because I had to really overcome the need for acceptance prior to pursuing everything that I'm pursuing now, Mm -hmm. you know, and even at the start of pursuing those things, like I still struggle with rejection. Like you can't put out a book and think everybody's going to like it. You know, you can't put out anything creative, any creative content and think it's going to get liked by everybody. But we're in a, a like there's like this system that's been in place where it's like you want to be liked liked especially like they they capitalized on that word mm-hmm. they capitalized on the rejection that we experience as people and like that insecurity that's there you know so now people are often themselves over likes or they're in depression over likes in just, but it's all at the root of the same thing. It's acceptance. It's rejection and then wanting to be accepted by the majority, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I really had to overcome that, especially when it came to film. Like with books, because I had been doing that since I was a kid, I wasn't worried about how people felt about my writing. I knew that there was going to be people that liked it. Right. And if anybody didn't like it, they weren't going to tell me. <laughs> so... I wasn't concerned so much about that 
because I wasn't sensitive about that. That mm-hmm. was something that was just natural. I knew God had gifted me with it. When it came to film and acting and all of that, I was so insecure. Mm. And it was because I was in, um, I, I went to, I applied to go to a film, like a film class or a theater class for a career center. Um, so they had theater at Reynoldsburg. And so I applied, I auditioned to be a part of this class. Even during my audition, I jacked up, like, because I knew I always wanted to be an actress. I took a theater class in high school, and I just excelled in it, and I did so well. For our final project, I wrote everything. I put the whole concept together, and we just killed it. And, you know, so I was like, all right, I'm really going to go into theater. I'm really going to take this serious. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting in that theater class, and it's only like a few, it's only like maybe 14 of us. Two of us are black. And I just remember, like, seeing these kids that were just so confident and acting and performing. And, like, they had their own little clique and all this stuff. And I just felt so small. Like, I do not belong here. Like, and I discredited myself. No one else was telling me, like, yo, you don't fit. Like, this ain't your thing. Like, the teacher believed in me. Because, I'm like, I, like I said, I messed up during my audition. So right. she didn't have to accept me into that program. But she saw something in me. But I didn't see it in myself because I was already insecure about it because it was something I never felt like I could do. Like mm-hmm. when I was younger, I would apply or audition for different roles in the school plays. But I went to suburban school. So I'm like the only black girl. And, you know, if it's based on white people, they didn't want to give you the lead role because you're black. Like mm-hmm. I would have to be the narrator or something like that. And it would just be so crazy to me. So I was like, yo, like, I already had all those insecurities. Like, I'm not good enough to do this. So it came down to where I had to do a monologue in front of the class. And I admit, I didn't prepare for it, Mm. you know, but it was because I had all these insecurities and doubts in my mind. I get up to do it in front of the class. I blanked out. Like, I was about to just have a nervous breakdown in that class Mm. in front of everybody because I just... I got stage fright like everyone was watching me and now they're about to be able to critique me on how I suck like that was my they're going to confirm all these insecurities and all these doubts that I had about myself so after that I'm like I'm never getting in front of the camera again like I'm never going to act I I belong in the back I belong behind the scenes you know and then I would see other actresses or whatever and I'm like oh no they're prettier than me they're they're better than me like you know, I'm not a leading, I don't have leading lady looks. I don't have the looks to be able to do that anyway, you know, because of what the media and society and all that stuff was driving all those insecurities. And I rejected myself before I gave anybody an opportunity to. So when I stepped out and, you know, finally took an acting class and it was like a couple of years ago, I seen an actor, you know, just talking about how he had overcome his fears and just went to class, like just started taking acting class. And I was like, all right, well, what do we have in Columbus here? And like acting Columbus popped up. Mm -hmm. So I applied, went to the class. You know, it was hard. Like he was laying it into us, but it helped me overcome my fears of, you know, being rejected in this way. You know, like, all right, I could stand up and if I could act in front of him Mm -hmm. and, you know, not trip up, like, then I'm good. There was a time. He was going in on me and my partner for 45 minutes on how bad (laughs) we did not do on this scene. (laughs) Like, it was mostly my partner than me, but my partner didn't come back. He didn't come back to the class after that day. For real? He just gave up? He was done. 
Mm. He never came back. I had to get a new partner and everything. But um, it was a rough class. <laughs> so once I got through that, like I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to act in front of people anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was afraid of like what people would think of it. You know, like I just thought people would just start confirming again, like everything that I doubted about myself. I right. just thought they would confirm that, and um. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't care. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love doing this. So when I was in my first play last year, that was my first time to like, that was the first time me acting in front of people again mm. on a stage, like taking me right back to that moment, you know, junior year when I was doing that monologue and I killed it. Like okay. everyone was just wanting me to be in everything after that. They were like, yo, like you, you are talented like you are gifted like this is what you should have like this your first play Mm -hmm. like they couldn't believe that was my first time ever doing anything of that sort um so I started overcoming it but with this film though with Toxic especially like I've been so afraid of like what people would think or people thinking like I'm telling my story or like no like I feel like everyone's been in a toxic relationship at some point or another um i pulled a lot of this information from um my friends experiences my own experiences like this is like a made-up story but i was afraid that people would think that this is my story or like i'm trying to downplay somebody or whatever and it's like no like this is fake but even with scared of beautiful people would read it like oh is this about you i'm like no like have i ever lived in cali like this is not about <laughs> you you would think though this is not about me but having to be okay with that like i had to get to a place where i was okay like with not being accepted mm. or being rejected or whatever like i'm everybody's not gonna like you that's sure. just that's just it but um i just want people to know to not let that be a factor in pursuing your dreams and pursuing the things you're passionate about whether two people like with this podcast whether two people are listening to it or a hundred or one mm-hmm. like make it Even for if that one is me yeah make it for the one you know like make it for the one be authentic and true to yourself and mm-hmm. true to what god has given you to do and what he's giving you to accomplish and to exceed in and um yeah i don't know that's all, that's all i really like no, had in my mind to that's say. good that's good i don't shit. know if you had anything else to no that's good shit the only thing i was gonna say is that um you know when speaking on acceptance um and based on the information that you just provided from junior year till now mm-hmm. you feel me it's like with with the rejection of course you know if it's something that you do want to do and this is what you wanted to do you know, sometimes you do got to accept the rejection, mm-hmm. but you also got to take that rejection and look at it into a positive and not a negative. Right. Because just like you said, your partner left. So he took that as a negative. He internalized that. Mm-hmm. But see, you you turned around and turned it into a positive and kept going with it. So yeah. Like, I'm going to get better. I took it as like. The Const- more practice. Yep. Yeah. I think people, they confuse constructive criticism. Like, there's a difference between somebody just literally already know outright hating on you mm-hmm. versus someone saying hey this can be better mm-hmm. but i can tell when you're like sensitive about something you're already not confident that's either they're gonna tear you down or it'll build you up Facts. and you gotta just allow the criticism to come and to build you and to help you be better like they're really saying that because they're like yo this has potential to be even better mm-hmm. you know take the feedback and apply it 
And that's that's all I did. I'm like, yo, yeah, you embarrassed me this whole entire class. <laughs> you know, no one else really got to go. It was just us. And I just took it like, yeah, you ain't you ain't about to do that to me ever again. Mm. <laughs> I refuse. Yep. See? Yeah, and you took that information and now you about to better yourself so that you ain't never gotta hear that exactly. type of information again. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. No, I that's, still, I that's still get cringes thinking about that day. Mm. That that's good. That's good. I'm I'm actually glad that you brought Ooh, I can't wait to listen to that. That's, <laughs> that's good stuff on acceptance. So everyone, ooh. you heard that. All right. You heard it here. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, if you get rejected, keep going. Yeah. It's it's all about how you how you said all about how you perceive that, how you take it in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Not at all. People are rejecting you, that's that's good. You on the right path. Very true. So the last thing here. Mm. Some dating questions. Ooh, okay. All right. So, first off, if you guys don't know, Tiff be having some outrageous <laughs> dating questions. All right. Whether she brought some today or not, she be having <laughs> some crazy dating questions. I promise she does. Yeah, and stories too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> don't break. Don't mention those right, stories all right, right, all right, right now. <laughs> no, all right, I ain't gonna say nothing. Um. So. Are you dating anybody right now? Am I dating anybody? No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, man. Like, I... All right. So, I've had some really um, rough experiences when it came to dating. It came to relationships and all that. And I got to a place where it's like, I I don't have the energy to settle. Mm. You know? And it's not to say that my requirements are super high. My requirements are very basic. But I'm not settling for no no mess. You know what I'm saying? If there's anything that I see that reminds me of my past or is triggering me or, you know, you're not recognizing the queen in me, like, mm, y'all heard that. I can't waste my time. Mm. And I think people, I feel like I got like, yo, waste her time or just try her. I feel like I got try her on my forehead. Like, just try and see. You never know. Because <laughs> people take my, like, open personality as far as really talking to anyone and receiving anyone as far as a person goes. They mm. take that as if I take that into my dating. Like, nah. Just because I'll be cool with you and I'll talk to you, it does not mean that. I would connect you to my life. Like I take mm. dating very seriously because I'm I'm dating to eventually be married. Mm-hmm. So if I can't see myself connecting my life with you, binding it together, and we not on the same page, mm. it's just not gonna happen. Like I, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, and you don't. You don't. You believe in nothing. Like you're an atheist. Like there is no way that that's gonna work. That can't be. That can't be something that we crash on, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I can respect you for where you are and what you believe. That doesn't mean I have to date you, though. Like, you shouldn't expect me to. Or if I'm carrying myself a certain way, like, it just be wild to me to be... (laughs) And, and fellas, that is a part of acceptance that you need to (laughs) take. But if I'm rejecting you, you know, I don't want to be with you. It doesn't mean somebody doesn't, (laughs) though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right for someone. Just not her. Just not me. See? You know what I'm saying? And just compatibility is big to me. Mm-hmm. Chemistry, you know, um, 
if we flow, if we mesh, like, if you get my jokes, if you make me laugh, if you make me laugh, you kind of halfway there. Mm-hmm. Like, but dudes just don't be funny. Mm. Not the ones that want to date me. You know what I'm saying? I can look past a lot if you're funny. I really can't accept, you know, Jesus. But if you're funny on top of that, that's cool. So guys can't make you laugh in your messages? Uh-huh. Wow. I mean... Like genuinely, oh like genuinely laugh, you know, not like the, oh, you cute. So I'm going to laugh at this joke type mm. thing. Like if I got to like fake the laugh or if you coming at me on something sneaky, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Like, you know, I have had um, church men, I should say, approach me, but their motives be off. Mm. You know, so they be really sneaky about what they on and I just be seeing through that. Like there's just so much I see through now. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot harder to keep my interest past like seven days. I give everybody seven days <laughs> in my mind. If we get up to the seven days, if you get past seven days, like the man that holds my attention that long that I want to give my attention past that time, that's going to be a blessed man. Mm. It's going to be a blessed man. My patience is just not as strong in dating and you got to think like I was out of the dating pool at 17 up until 25 ish. So 17 dating, like that was what? 2000s, early two. It was different back then. You actually called people on the phone and you saw people in real life. And like you weren't jumping in DMS. Like that wasn't the thing. Mm -mm. So then when I got back in the dating scene at 25, it was a whole different level yeah nobody was doing none of that anymore. you would go out to coffee and like that was a date and i'm like this is a date i was just talking to you oh wow like just meeting you know and they would tell people like yeah i dated her and i'm like you did not date me <laughs> <laughs> we got together for coffee once and we never talked again hmm. so yeah Okay. I, I have standards. That's bottom line. Yeah, and they they definitely like. No, they're high. not. Yes, they are. You want to know my standards? Go ahead. I and got drop three three go things. Ahead and drop them. <laughs> three things. Mm-hmm. So you have to love God, of course. Be pursuing your own relationship outside of me, mm-hmm. on your own. Like that is all by yourself. Nobody prompts you to do that. Nothing. You just doing your own thing. So that's one. Loving God. So a lot of people be missing it right there. Mm. Um, two, uh, stable. You have to be a stable person. Mm-hmm. I don't. You can have roommates. You can have whatever. You just got your own situation. Or if you live with your parents, like it's a solid reason. I'm 30 though. Yeah. So if you if you're a man living with your parents at 30, like there better be a house on the other side of that. Like mm. the house is getting built. So you just kind of in between. You got to have a car. I've had people try to date me with no car at 29 so this wasn't far (laughs) (laughs) this wasn't far away (laughs) does does it matter if he has a hoopty no i mean does it run does it get you from a to b i feel like that's stuff that's changeable like you can get a better car Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you gotta have a job i prefer that you at least been on your job for a year what the hell (laughs) i prefer that i've been with the same company since 2012 what the hell i don't like, it depends on what your story is, but job hoppers, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I'm a job hopper. You right? got you got commitment issues. <laughs> <laughs> you be hopping jobs, like, why can't you stay and build? It's it's for better pay. and That's it. 
So why don't you try to get promoted within? I because used to do then, that. Because the companies that I was working for, hell no. I wouldn't want to say no. Get with the right company. Uh, At least mm. it's just I've had bad experience with job hoppers in the past. Mm. So, like, if you can't keep steady income or like, where are you going? You know, like, that's my thing. Where are you going? Okay. So stability, big um, and chemistry. Those are my three things. We uh, have chemistry. We Yeah, we have a connection. We can talk for hours. Like, I'm a conversationalist. So, mm-hmm. if I can't talk to you, it's no point. It's a big well, thing. Big on my list. Guys, before you hop in that message. Please, consider it. Think yeah, about look, it. She just, she just gave you the blueprint. <laughs> she just gave you the blueprint. You got to think about this before you make that jump. <sighs> please. Think about it. Please think about it. Because I would prefer you not to make the jump. <laughs> <laughs> But I did ask, are you about to get off of this? Um, it looked like you was about to get off of this. No. Well. Go ahead. We're, go almost, ahead. we're almost going to wrap it. We're almost going to wrap it. But go ahead. You want to ask something in the same dating pool or lane? Was it a dating question? Did you have a dating question? I have a dating question. Go ahead. <laughs> so, and I've asked you this before, and I already kind of know what you're going to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> but just about women approaching men. I know you're oh, all. My. I know you're all for it. All right, let's go. <laughs> women, women approaching men. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like how it makes me feel. Honestly, I say this. Um, I've been I've been approached by a woman before, but it was in a DM. Mm-hmm. But so it's not face to face. I can I can say for sure, face to face and DMs are completely different. Yeah. Um, me personally. I'm, I like get nervous when I approach a woman face to face. But if go ahead, I sorry I didn't even mean to start cutting you off. No, nah, go ahead. I just feel like when women approach men, I feel like men they get they're a little bit more laxed with it, in my opinion, because it's like oh this was easy, this was yeah. like given to me, so I really don't have to work as hard to keep her attention or because she wants me, mm-hmm. you know, and I think being in that space, especially as a woman, is just a dangerous space. Like I feel like if he wants you, he gonna he gonna come. Yeah. In some way, shape or form. Yeah, no, nah, I feel like when it comes to like dating like dating to marriage, not even just specifically just dating. Like yeah. if it's for dating to marriage and if it's a woman approaching a man, nah, I feel like there's something iffy about that. Yeah. I feel like keep it traditional. Have the man approach the woman just based on um, what's that book called? The Alchemist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you read this book, yeah, right? I did. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, he he wanted to marry this girl that he met and wanted yeah. wanted her to be his queen and whatnot. Yeah. But in order for that to happen, he wanted to go and find gold. He had to first. finish his journey exactly. And she, he was gonna stop the whole journey for her. He was willing. He was like, "Yo, I found my treasure. It's right here. Mm-hmm. You." Like mm-hmm. you're my treasure. He was in love after a day. He saw he her. Really and was. He was ready. <laughs> Fatima, Fatima. He was ready for Fatima, honey. But um, she was like, "No, you have to complete your journey because if you stop right here, you're gonna resent me." Like mm-hmm. she was wise. They were young, but they were wise. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, "If you don't finish this, like you're gonna regret not finishing what you started." I'll be here. She's right. like, "I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here, exactly where you left me." And, you know, she let him go and, and do his thing. And, you know, the end of the book, he was on his way back to her mm-hmm. with the treasure. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I just feel like 
Men should just keep that traditional for real because I look at it like if a woman is approaching a man, mm -hmm. I feel like she'll get down on one knee and ask him to marry her. Yeah, and I feel that's what I feel and like is the man perspective with that because mm -hmm. it's like men are naturally they're hunters. They're Facts. they're naturally going to go after what they truly want and they'll put in the work. But I feel like when you eliminate part of the work for him, especially initial interest, like I don't I don't think it's wrong for a woman to show some type of interest in mm -hmm. a man, like giving him the okay to approach her but i think that's as far as that goes yeah. like i'm shocked at your answer though really yeah because you'd be so opposite everything i'll be nah, for <laughs> listen majority of the time when questions like this get asked in like text messages and shit i'm always talking shit but like in reality nah it's it's not it's not cool. it's not a good look nah. i don't think mm -mm. like i said it, it, to me it looks like you're basically like you would be the one that get on one knee and ask him to yeah. marry you and to me that's trash like the driving force like i want a man to be interested enough and want me enough to do that because if he falls off at any moment like i don't know i don't know mm -hmm. but yeah i agree no that that was definitely a good question though you got any more dating questions nah i think i'm good <laughs> all right well um so before we go okay what's the name of this episode uh, I was at, at first like earlier. I was thinking like Sunday service, but it's Saturday, so I was like, that's not "So, Sunday service." Okay, we with can do Tiff, that. with Tiffany Campbell with Tiff Sunday yep. service with Tiff Sunday service Tiff with Tiff on everything. Sunday service with Tiff. That that's like what it is. That? Yep. You like that? That's yep. it. Look, I, and I told her too. I'm like. I'm I'm going to let you name the episode. <laughs> like I I wanted I wanted this episode to happen. I you did, it. you did. You were really excited. It was a good episode though. But we always have good conversations. Very so I true. wasn't expecting anything less. Very true, very true. You want to give the people one more time your social media information so they can get a hold of you. Okay, so Instagram, I am simply dot creative. That's C R E A T I F F. Um, on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm back on Twitter now. It's been some years. Yep, she's back. I'm back. I'm back, back on Twitter. It's just simply creative. No, no period in the middle. But yeah, that's me. Follow me. Interact with me. Oh, and my website www.bytiffanycampbell.com. That's where you can find my blogs, um, different stuff like that. I'll have a YouTube up to post my movies uh -oh. and all that good stuff. You oh, know. Yeah. Definitely got to look out for that short film that's dropping in the spring, too. Yes, yes. I will be out with that soon. It's going to be good. And then there'll be another one following up. So, you know, I'm I'm on it this year. I'm on it. I'm ready. Yep. And, Let's and go. That's that's what I've been telling everybody. Do not hold back this year whatsoever. If Don't. You got, if you got something that you want to drop, drop it this year. Do it. Even, even if it may be trash the first time around. Like, grow from that. Learn from that experience. See what you can do better. But mm -hmm. keep going. Don't stop. Keep working. Well, that was Sunday <laughs> with Tiff on a Saturday. On a Saturday. So, yes, I, I I do appreciate you for the episode. I appreciate you coming and dropping this information. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, Thanks for, for sure. episode two. That's big. Mm -hmm. That's big. You just started this. You know. <laughs> you know, I just I be trying. I'm proud of you, friend. You still going. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, guys, again, uh, my name is I am 
for RM Jupiter. If you don't know how to spell Jupiter, I don't know what to tell you from there. Uh, I do appreciate you guys for tuning in today. Uh, this was the second episode, Sunday with Tiff. You guys have a good day.